Sairam dear listeners, welcome to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories, a Radio Sai special program where former students of Bhagwan Baba share their fondest memories of growing under his divine care. Today's episode is a special one. Our guest is a member of the Radio Sai team right here in Prashanti Nilayam. His family belongs to the northeastern state of Odisha and is committed to Bhagwan's mission. Our special guest completed his grade 11 and 12 at the Sri Satyasai Higher Secondary School Prashantinilayam from 1993 to 1995. Thereafter, he joined the BCom program at the Brindavan campus of the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning and he went on to earn his MBA from the Prashantinilayam campus of the Sai University. Currently, he is a member of the Radio Sai team wearing a number of hats. These include editing our e-journal Heart to Heart and hosting a number of programs on Radio Sai. On behalf of all our listeners, it gives me great pleasure to welcome my brother and my colleague Mr. Bishu Prushti to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories. Sairam Bishu and welcome to a show that you host yourself on regular basis. Thank you very much for having me. It's a great moment of pleasure being on the other side of the table. Yes, yeah, so that takes me to my first question. What is more fun to interview or to be interviewed? I love listening to Swami's glories and the way he touches life. So for me it's always very heartening to be on the other side. I see well for a change I think it's good to have reversal of roles and we are glad to have you sit on the other side. I believe your family's journey to Swami began about the same time as your birth. That was in Orissa in the 1970s I presume. Yes, it was in the late 70s. By the time I was born, my family had already developed a lot of love for Swami. My earliest memories of the shrine in our home is huge pictures of Bhagwan. After I was born, that is when my father came to Prashant Nilayam. The moment he had his darshan, the first darshan, something told him that he's God. He never had a doubt. It was just faith at first sight and uh, on that trip itself he went back home with so many books and huge pictures of swami and after that swami in his own way gave so many signs of his omnipresence and his protecting hand we used to have those visiting cards of swami in the form of honey and vibhuti materializing in our shrine My mom was always a very religious and devout simple woman. Her devotion to Swami grew and that's how by the time I was born we were all a very Sai filled Sai suffused family. Mhm. Very interesting. And you did your elementary school and high school in um, Odisha. However, I believe you spent a considerable amount of your vacation time in Puttaparthi. It was in my 6th standard that uh, my eldest brother venkateshwar had the chance to join swami's college here for mm-hmm. his graduation i always wanted to be a sai student and uh, there was an opportunity when i was in my 5th class at that time there were openings to join swami's school in uti and srishailam but for many reasons it did not happen and i was really disappointed I think there was some problem with the application form and my father also didn't pursue it so much because he was not in a position to actually afford that. And I sensed that and I actually didn't uh, pester him so much. 
But after my brother joined for his graduation in 1988, it was a very intense desire and this longing to become a Sai student mm-hmm. only intensified as I inched towards my 10th grade because after 10th you have an opportunity, you can join mm-hmm. the 11th class. Given that my brother was already here, I tried to know as much I can about the system of education here, how the students are, what I have to do. I remember when I was in my 10th, the intensity was so much to join that I did so many things which might sound very silly. No, but, tell us, tell us. But uh, when I reflect on it, I feel that, you know, those were possibly moments which really uh, demonstrated to myself how much I loved him and how much I wanted to be in his presence. I remember giving up riding the bicycle. My school was two kilometers away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told mom, you know what, when we go to Prashantanilam, boys have to walk from the hostel to the mandir. That's what I'm going to do there. So, I don't want to ride the bicycle. So, you want to get used to walking? I wanted to get used to walking. I gave up sleeping on the cot in the hostel. In Prashantanilam, boys sleep on the floor, on a bed. There is no cot there. I don't want to use the cot here. Such an eager beaver, weren't you? <laughs> so, what else did your penance include? <laughs> Somebody told me that uh, mothers... Prayers always reach the Lord and they reach the fastest. I remember doing everything that uh, my mother wanted me to do. Oh, you're such a dream son. <laughs> Every mother wants one of those. <laughs> Even though I had board exams or beat whatever tests, if my mother wanted anything and I would always drop everything and do it. I mean, she was very considerate. Um, she would not ask me things, anything which will affect my studies. But uh, if I got any opportunity, I would take it. Anything, be it gardening, be it helping her in the kitchen, be it uh, helping her in, in, in cleaning up the house or anything. Of course, there are two streams of uh, the so-called penance. One was spend as much time as I can in any spiritual activity of the Samiti, be it some japam anywhere, some bhajan anywhere. Or helping mom and then, you know, rest of the time studies. So you were really uh, strengthening your application <laughs> with mom's blessings. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, used to, I used to tell her, mom, you have to pray for me. Good karma, everything. Yeah, everything. Just try everything, you know, because I knew that here, there is God here and there is no point in me uh, studying anywhere else. And um, I also remember asking my brother if uh, my application form would be accepted because... You know, in those times, if you've got some academic credentials, then you'll go for sciences. And who didn't get sciences will go for commerce. And at that time, even I too wanted to do sciences. And But uh, I figured that probably for uh, the marks that I had, I may not get a call for science stream. And uh, I said, it doesn't matter. Any stream I'm going to study, if it's arts, no problem. As long as they saw me school. school it, it doesn't matter. Commerce, no problem. My dad was very happy that if I get into commerce, because... Uh, Already both the brothers were in sciences and, and we belong to a community actually which is a business community and I was actually interested in sciences. But my brother said, I don't know if they will call you if you apply for science. I said, doesn't matter, change it, whatever it is, commerce, arts, doesn't matter, I will study anything. Home science, ballet, whatever <laughs> it took, you were willing to do. Yeah. So and finally in 1993, you did get accepted in grade yeah. 11 and you joined yeah. Swami's school in Prashanti. Yeah. How did it feel to finally arrive at this destination you so badly wanted all along? Yeah, it was one of the best moments of my life. I think that is what has changed my life so dramatically. Not that I was 
not already into a good upbringing and values and all that but then it was just a dream come true it is a final destination because i remember even after i joined my 11th class the only next thing to achieve in life was to get into commerce for graduation in bcom and once you get into bcom the only <laughs> goal and objective and purpose of your life is do everything that is possible so that you can get into mba you, you don't want to miss the chance of being a student and i remember that whole sense of emptiness after i finished my mba because i never did mba with any intention of going out <laughs> and, and becoming a, a corporate uh, even when i was studying i never had any of those ambitions at all i was here because i wanted to be with swami and to be with swami you have to study and the, and the education was just a means <laughs> means yeah i remember that such an empty feeling it was i thought okay what else do i have to do in life now i finished everything that i was supposed to do in life it was absolutely one of the best moments when i walked into the hostel into the portal so what was different hostel. now um, obviously apart from the distance from your mom and dad what was different in your life you had led a very sci-fied life even at home yeah. and all of a sudden you are in your dream place which is the satisai hostel and the satisai school yeah but you always had a god whom you worshiped in the photographs whom you sang to him during bhajans i remember that a small photo on my table to which i have cried so many times composing so many songs composing poems and crying you know accept me accept me accept me and now you have that god right in front of you every day do you recall the first time you interacted with swami in person as a student it was actually in the initial months it was a a happy and sad moment because you know you came with a lot of expectation yeah. that you know swami would be speaking to me but everybody has gone through their own yeah. journey yeah. You know, you're not the only one but uh, given your intensity you always thought that you know now i have come and now swami is going to talk to me he's going to bless me in so many ways but all that didn't really happen in that manner so you were disappointed at times and i remember again in my own childish way thinking what should i do to get some attention i thought let me do something which probably will touch him and move him let me sacrifice something let me sacrifice something which is uh, very close in terms of something which i cannot live without actually i just thought about many things and i said okay in the hostel the breakfast is actually the most look forward to in the menu i said okay i'll give a breakfast and uh, i remember for weeks i think for months i gave a breakfast and it was actually very hard <laughs> yeah because uh, breakfast is actually very much needed because you you are going for playing and you know and and the number of items and varieties were <laughs> lot in breakfast and the lunch and dinner you had certain things which are always common there would be curry or something which, yeah, which would be different yeah and the dal different. and the rasam yeah mm-hmm. the, the rasam sambar were the same but nobody ever missed breakfast actually and it was also a tough time because my classmates and my friends they used to notice that sometimes i have not gone for breakfast and i had to always find some excuse and sometimes i would even take the plate and go go to the terrace and just be there for 10 15 minutes and come back with the plate so that just let them know that you mm-hmm. know i was gone for breakfast mm-hmm. so that went on for very long did it lead to any desired outcome well i think it just intensified my sadhana because every time the pangs of hunger were there the devotion for swami only increased and you lost some weight <laughs> yeah yes i think that is one good thing of fasting you know when you fast when you kind of torture a body a little bit then you you pine for uh, relief of that and then your soul also pines for what you really desire in life so and then came dasara 
even today you have that prashanti vidwan mahasabha and on every evening of dasara there is to be a cultural program there were artists from various parts of india on one occasion there was this whole galaxy of poets from mm-hmm. andhra and uh, it was intellectually a very fantastic presentation each one of them was trying to outdo the other in terms of the literary eloquence and mastery over telugu language swami was sitting there on that huge blue throne i remember but swami was kind of so aloof mm-hmm. here was a show of their eloquence their mastery but swami somehow at least it seemed to mm-hmm. us that he was not connecting with it mm-hmm. and one of our teachers during that time had uh, come up with this idea that why don't we do something and uh, he said let's do a kavi samelan so the whole process started asking boys to submit their poems so kavi samelan is basically you know all the boys write their poems and their compositions in different languages and i submitted mine in odia fortunately mine was accepted and there were few who could sing so they were encouraged to sing others would recite the poems and we had our own rehearsal sessions finally Sami blessed us to perform this uh, Kavi Samelan on the day after these uh, erudite uh, poets yes, had finished had their had finished their yeah. presentation only later we came to know how much Sami was looking forward to for this program so our program started and uh, professor Anil Kumar did the comparing of the program and he, he did it so wonderfully and that day you could see Sami Sami was so involved with every poem that was rendered that day he was so involved he was and this was there. possibly your first presentation yeah, in the divine my, presence yeah it was my first presentation absolutely. and in your mother tongue yes yeah and in fact I remember one of my Balvika's gurus and mm-hmm. the one who had actually trained me a lot mm-hmm. uh, in all my formative years of Balvika's and he was sitting there he was so proud that I was there to render something in Odia because he had made so many compositions and I had sung that in Balvikas in a small, small mm. place and all that. He actually embraced me after the program. He said, I'm so happy that Purnachandra Artyom reverberated with this language and Bhagavan was listening, etc. So that was a very beautiful moment. But the most sweet part of that program was when Swami came to the stage after the performance and, you know, he was just flooding us with love. And what he did... he took shawls he had actually arranged for shawls so he picked each shawl and himself opened it and he draped it around your shoulder around our shoulders oh. each one of us he did it which is a, traditionally a way to honor great artists and absolutely. you were all his students absolutely and he had so much joy doing it you know so that was the most uh, touching aspect but that is not the end so he went and he did it with every person he called anil kumar sir also and he draped it on him and then what happened really was spellbinding Sami took one shawl he opened it fully he draped it on himself oh so beautiful <laughs> almost each of us almost embracing Sami we just was such a closed group we had such intimate photographs with Sami at that time if you look at that group photograph now you can't really make out Sami because he's just so one with us because he's also putting that shawl, shawl and unless so you surrounded. look for that hair you won't even uh, <laughs> recognize Sami and as I reflect on this you know I just feel they say God is bhava priya not bahya priya he is one who looks for the feelings and i think everything that came that was rendered that day was from the heart 
in fact very aptly that program was named soul inspirations and mm-hmm. i think that is what touched swami everything that we rendered was possibly from the depth of our feelings and that's what and touched from the heart the and not from the head not an intellectual exercise yes uh. yes and that day actually as swami was draping me and swami was so happy and so i really felt encouraged to speak to swami and i asked him swami how was the program and swami was so happy he said very nice very nice and and like for me that was i i've got enough swami no yeah, more of sadhana you died and went to heaven <laughs> in that one moment so i thought okay i will have breakfast from tomorrow <laughs> let me celebrate like this i think living with swami's education you ask what is the difference the difference is this you do something and you see the result. result you see the physical swami respond to it and and i think what other greater blessing that you hmm. that you can aspire for that is the summum bonum of being in studying hmm. uh, in the divine proximity you do a spiritual sadhana and hmm. you can see the benefit you will see how god responds physically you don't have to imagine it's not a vision it's not a dream it is something that you can experience in your naked eyes mm-hmm. that is the most beautiful part of being a student I totally agree with you but uh, if I may just jump the gun here what would you say to people who are youngsters who are joining the school now and they have the same intensity to please swami but they don't have the opportunity to receive his physical grace or to have that uh, sign of acknowledgement that he has really received their love and he's reciprocating a very good question see even when you are with swami physically it is not that every time swami responds in that manner you know he'll do it once he'll do it twice but after a while it's like in the initial days of your spiritual maturity you know he holds your hands but after that there have been so many occasions when i have prayed and nothing physically has happened even till this day you know you feel swami's presence because you see how doors open how his grace comes in so many forms even you were in the anandpur campus and probably Uh, the girl students there do not have that much opportunities that the boy students have but each of them you speak to any of the anandpur student they have their own experiences which are as profound as touching and as moving it's because swami is that indweller when the physical swami is there of course yes it's a great opportunity to connect with that inner swami with the help of the physical swami but if you can get to that connection with that inner swami even now your days will be as beautiful because you will see his presence in so many ways i agree totally but i think it's not the same actually it's harder to get there but the long term benefit is greater because then you can maintain a sustainable long term relationship with god but to feel that connection it takes longer and more yearning more yes. penance nothing with swami comes easy you know, you, you yeah. either pine for it now or may, maybe you are pine for it sometime before mm, yeah. you know because i remember there was one occasion when uh, some boys uh, they had this question that why does swami give so much attention to one student and uh, not to another student when you are a student you tend to obviously, compare obviously yes we're all vying for his attention, <laughs> attention naturally and boys come with their own theories you know yeah. you think oh why is it because he's a sports person is it because he's a singer is you know what is it so that i cannot do the same thing and get swami's attention and i remember once warrens have put the same question to swami and swami very clearly mentioned that tell the boys it is purva janma sukriti it is our karmas purva janma means past the life past life's uh, deservedness yeah deservedness it's the merits it is basically our karmas yeah and it's not only past life i think it is many past lives as well as what you're doing now because i have experienced that so many boys have experienced that when you do that you take that effort to swami he will reward he will reward in his own time and in his own way it yeah. may not be physically also yeah. that's about it uh-huh. pining is there whether it's a physical swami or whether it's a omniscient swami 
you have work to work for it work for it yes uh-huh. even now if you pine for him some in his own way and we all know how he uh, makes his presence felt yes yeah absolutely so going back to your student days uh, there must have been many moments after this first when you breaking the ice event where you were able to recite poetry in his presence after this event there must have been many others where you were able to interact with him and some of them must be really life defining so i would really like you to go down memory lane and share some of the fondest memories I would like to narrate one more. This was again in the school days. For me, actually, if I look at my education in Bhagwan's institution, I very fondly associate myself with the days that I have spent in the school because uh, the school environment is such a spiritual environment. The higher I mean, secondary the school higher for secondary boys. The higher secondary school for boys, yes, yes. Not that... Uh, graduation the brindavan campus or prashant campus any different but but somehow the innocent love that the school environment is suffused with mm-hmm. is something which is very very close to my heart and that's what i saw in all the teachers there in fact my wing teachers there when i joined there they were my ideals they were my idols because i could i would see their life of sacrifice how every moment they were living for us yeah Anyway so getting back to uh, the another life defining experience you know when i joined as i mentioned earlier i had this huge ambitions and uh, expectation that somi would be speaking to me and you know i would get a lot of attention it did happen everything happened when is but in his own time yeah again i had this desire that i should sing in mandir i had a little bit of training in my childhood days but uh, it's not as if i was an accomplished singer or anything i used to sing in samitis and i thought yeah i can sing you know you have that desire uh, till now i was singing in the photographs in samitis why can't i sing here and whenever i asked uh, anyone um, how do i get there how do i become a part of the bhajan group they said you ask for me mm-hmm. that is the only way simple simple okay so i have to ask somi now so i tried many times trying to speak to somi but it was not really happening you know there were also these moments when somi puts you through this churning process because there were two three other guys in my class who should get a lot of attention from somi in my eyes they were not the disciplined they were not the so called goody goody spiritual kind of boys but they were getting so much attention from swami this guy would <laughs> makes you want to break the law just to <laughs> yeah. get his attention doesn't it <laughs> yes i'm you know you're just a youngster you're trying to figure out things make sense of this yeah because this guy would uh, he will be with swami for one hour in the interview room and then when we are coming back in lines uh, to the hostel he will keep pulling someone's leg he will he'll tease someone he was the one who was actually breaking all the discipline creating all the fun there on the streets of prashantinilam i mean like coming back and i'm thinking okay so this is the guy who is talking to every day and this is what he's doing so what am i supposed to do am i being so stupid and foolish you not know, trying to be goody goody follow everything and and well nothing is happening he was also a good friend but he loved to tease me also so every day was a, a, a great process of trying to figure out what i should do you know i came here for swami and i'm not getting what i came here for and everybody else seems to be getting it actually one day i, I went into almost a depression some kind of a deep uh, self introspection and depression and i didn't know what i should do i i spoke to one of my wing teachers satish babu sir he's still there very loving person and uh, he told me 
stop comparing you know sami has his own ways of uh, dealing with each person but you will get you will get what you are pining for do three things pray to sami every day follow hostel discipline because that's what sami has laid down for each one of us and try to get sami's attention whenever sami is outside you know you can do a card you can write a letter in your own way try to get sami's attention and i took these three things as my life's mission as it is i was not in any way kind of indiscipline but i became more strict about following everything that was asked to to follow in the hostel and prayers were there all the time and now this new dimension started where every day i went to mandir with a card or a, or a letter there was uh, if any time some came near me i was up. ready with yes, something in your I hand was ready with something in my hand and every day i would rush from the school and uh, all the small small pieces of uh, uh, cardboard paper you know the chart paper you call it hmm. uh, they were ready and i would write something something sweet and so that in, and in big bold letters so that i can open it and show it to some even if he doesn't have patience to read it at least he'll see it so that went on yes it did work to some extent because some started noticing who is this little fellow <laughs> constantly ready Constant. popping up with a letter <laughs> and i think i think for weeks there was not a single day when i didn't pass on a letter to some and you know when you are a little one uh, the elders in the college they don't mind you can jump from one corner of mandir yeah. to another if some is going the third yeah. portico and some is likely to go to the other side you jump and you know try to make some space for yourself sit on one buttock somehow and you know try and give pass on your letter so every day that that was a life mission i have to pass on some thing to swami every day if i get a chance to show it to him fantastic others at least he should accept it and swami slowly uh, as i mentioned he started noticing this little fellow and he started making fun some days you would say uh, oh you why don't you dance i will try to say swami i want to sing or something ah oh, there is so much open space there why don't you go and dance there you know there all this kind of jokes he started doing but it is some casual conversation i didn't feel like swami is my own you know that feeling was not there so this process went on I mean, my prayers were really getting very very intense and i remember those days in uh, in sitting in mandir i would just cry they those days used to have this flute and uh, instrumental music for 15 minutes before the bhajan start uh, started in, yeah. and that entire time i would just dig my head into my knees and i would just cry cry and bhajan would start and i would be constantly crying trying to get a chance to sing crying to just get his attention attention okay yeah just... you're like a mira want <laughs> you yeah yeah it was like that uh, when i think of my days in the school that's why i'm telling you, the school days were really mm. uh, the days which uh, intensified your devotion my yeah. devotion yes yeah. yes and i always fall back upon those days whenever i'm in my spiritual journey you you falter yeah. and you have doubts i fall back on those days mm-hmm. because i think that was the time some laid those foundations in me not that i have grown straight after that uh-huh. i have had my own ups and downs but i have always uh-huh. fallen back on those moments uh, to regain my uh, strength and regain my intensity of devotion to some so that went on and it came to a point where it was very intense even the hostel even as when i was having food i would cry it actually became that intense because i just couldn't take, take the thought of my my mind that some is not actually giving me attention and why some is doing this mm-hmm. i've come here for him i've mm-hmm. pined so much for him this was almost in the month of february 
and one more month and we'll be I'll be done with my schooling actually mm-hmm. and I'll be go back empty handed I mean I had come with all those dreams of becoming Swami's chosest one and nothing has happened of that sort and uh, it was on I think in the third week of February and I it almost came to a point where I gave up because mm-hmm. I felt that if there was a god who was listening then by now he would have responded yeah, you know. had cried enough and nagged him enough so he should have <laughs> moved I'm by such now a little fellow stand a heart possibly and crying so much for him and he doesn't seem to respond mm. if he heard by now anyone and anyone with a heart would have by now responded mm-hmm. and if he's not then possibly there is something wrong i don't know how else to pray and Maybe it is not destined. You know, you come to that fate that okay, mm-hmm. if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. It's Even if I cry me. bucket, it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Just leave it. Yeah. You know why you ruin your life? I see. So, so it came to a point where I just I had those letters, but you know that motivation to give those letters to Swami dwindled. And mm-hmm. It was one of those days when Swami finished his interview and uh, he came down on the third portico and he went further below and uh, he gave us giving darshans and he is coming back. on the veranda on the veranda there was a few places in the front which were empty on the third portico i was in no mood to go in front actually mm-hmm. because you just given up hope yeah yeah because i don't know if it is going to work and if he's really bothered about me so there are there are a few classmates of mine who said hey go in front man go in front there is empty space there but i was not really keen to go in the front they somehow just pushed me into the front line and i was there and somebody came and for some strange reason that day he was looking very intently in my direction i didn't believe he was looking at me but as he came closer and closer it did seem that he was looking at me and uh, yes he was indeed looking at me and then as he came just a few inches away somehow i felt yeah possibly he's noticing me possibly he has some interest in me maybe i can give him the letter now you know so i got up and i stretched out my hand and i gave my letter and then i heard this huge applause in cycle one thaw deafening applause swami's hand moved in circles and out came a beautiful silver chain on which on one side was om on another side was swami's locket yeah mm-hmm. was this bust of swami and i was trying to tell somi something i was trying to ask for singing somi was not interested to listen what i was trying to say he was he was just so moved uh, at seeing me in fact remember i had not even shaved that day because i had totally given up you know every day you dress up very nicely and go to somi you go put your vibhuti and everything that day i had just given up i didn't even shave but somi was he was i don't know whatever i would have asked for that day he would have given me he he tried to put that locket uh, he tried to unscrew you know that lot it, it was not happening yeah that chain chain and then uh, finally he did it and uh, he put it around my neck and i was just embracing him i just embraced him completely you know, like a small little child holding on to his mom and crying and crying so two years of yearning <laughs> had come to yeah, a good good fulfillment yes. and then i asked somi i want to sing he said sing sing very good very happy whatever anything i would have asked that day he would have given me but that was a moment of my wow. life when i realized that if you have prayed any time to somi it never goes in vain you are not praying to a photograph you are not praying to a statue you are not praying to an idol you are not praying to someone who is not listening it's like a seed which is on the ground it will sprout it might take time but if you have prayed 
it has always reached him that was kind of a confirmation that happened which has stayed even now and there are moments after that when i have prayed and i have not got the answers but for never for a moment i felt that swami it has not reached him okay he didn't want to answer that's fine he will mm-hmm. answer in his own time in his mm-hmm. own way so all prayers are fulfilled but in all god's time in, so, which may not match our time frames yes mm-hmm. yes so that was uh, so my most school. cherished moment in the school after all the pain and all the suffering and all the pining high school ended on a very good note very good note yeah so you were on a high and you wanted to go to university yes. after that yes yes Sairam you just heard a conversation with Bishu Prishti an alumnus of Bhagwan's University and currently a member of Radio Sai team here in Prashantinilayam Having been born in a Sai family Bishu had a very intense desire to study in Swami's school and after a lot of prayers and spiritual sadhana he finally joined Sri Satya Sai Higher Secondary School for his 11th grade in the year 1993 In this episode he narrated how much he pined to be physically close to Swami after joining Swami's school doing things like giving a breakfast for months But later all his yearnings yielded fruit when he participated in a Kavi Sammelan program which was presented in front of Swami and Swami spoke to him and later towards the end of his 12th grade swami rewarded him with a silver chain and also gave him the golden opportunity to sing bhajans in the divine presence part 2 of this conversation will be aired same day same time next week and dear listeners don't miss it as it's going to be very interesting in which bishu shares his days being a student in the brindavan campus of sri satyasai institute of higher learning for his bcom degree and later in the Prashantinilayam campus for his MBA degree. In part 3, he also narrated some wonderful materializations by Swami that he witnessed in Kodaikanal. This is a three-part conversation and you just heard part 1. This is also an episode of our weekly series Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories, bringing you reflections of former students of Bhagwan's schools and colleges. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to email us your feedbacks and comments. Our email ID is listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashant Nilayam.